Growing and scaling a business is complex. It can be very scary and lonely trying to navigate it all. It comes down to the community of trusted people you surround yourself with. Let's dive in to the Business as People podcast. Hey, Sandy, welcome back. You are the CEO of Human Power Solutions, and you definitely help businesses empower their people to get to the next level. The topic that we're going to discuss today is how to retain employees and talent with culture, because I think we're seeing an exodus of a lot of people leaving businesses. Yeah, we definitely are, uh, Com. They're calling it the great resignation this coming up. People are leaving their companies in droves and not being able to rehire because the talent pool is, isn't there. People aren't looking for new jobs. They're staying you know, on unemployment for a little bit, especially our manufacturing. So it's been a huge, huge issue with our clients. What do you feel is the reason behind all these people leaving? Well, I think there's a couple of things going on right now that we have people that are dealing with a lot of personal things between childcare, um, uncertainty in the marketplace. They're not willing to go back into a workplace if they have to wear masks or things like that. So there's those kinds of things. If there's not an option for a remote work environment, that's another. And uh, just the company cultures are, people are scared. So CEOs aren't making, are being indecisive. They're not making decisions and they're not communicating really that well uh, because they don't know. So we're seeing a lot of that. Yeah. I mean, you nailed it. I'm hearing a lot of people saying they're very scared. They're unsure. They're nervous. There's anxiety. So like, how are you guys working with like leadership team members to like alleviate and address, you know, this anxiety and, and this scared culture? Yeah, we're acknowledging it and we're working with our leaders and our managers to have them take a step back from their day-to-day -day operations and look at their employees as people. I was doing a training last week with one of my companies and they're in manufacturing kind of space and it's very, you, you got to get the work done. You got to push the work out. You've got numbers to hit. You've got clients that you need to make sure you're delivering you know, your products to in a timely manner. And they're really short-staffed. Like it's ridiculous how short-staffed they are. And they were talking about, you know, this one guy who's not really pulling his weight and, you know, how the other guy that used to work there was really awesome. And I just stopped and I said, maybe the other guy, the, the guy that's here now doesn't have the confidence that the man that's, that's not here anymore. Maybe you've talked so much about this guy being so great that now you have this employee who's in this position and, you know, it doesn't feel like he's got the confidence he can lift it up, like live up to. And that was eye-opening. I said, what are you doing to develop him? Instead of like bashing him, you know, he's one of your guys. What are you doing to develop him to bring him up to where the other guy was? So that maybe he's the guy you're talking about in two years. And it's that kind of thing that, you know, you've got to push the work. You got to get everything done. But taking a step back and saying, man, the people that are here are valuable, and we need to take a little bit of time to develop them, give them confidence and understand where they're coming. I feel like that's even myself, like as you handle people and you're trying to develop them, there's so many variables in play, right? There's things happening in their personal lives. There's things happening at work. There's medical, there's so many variables in play, right? There's obviously what's happening in the news. So like so many things that, that can just make people unproductive and you're just trying to figure out how to help your people. And at the same time, like you said, businesses are just, are also focused on, we got to get things out the door. We got to still produce for our clients. There's a tough 
balance there. I mean, I really feel if you take care of your people, you work with your people, the, the output will be there. You know, the deliverable will be there. And I maybe some leaders are so focused on the output that they're not putting that time into the people, which I know is what you do. And you help a lot of businesses kind of scale that way. We touched upon, you know, when we chatted before, Sandy, like, like EQ, right? Are you feeling that is a major play here? Really, it really is. As a leader, supervisor, manager, whatever you want to call yourself, right? When you're talking to the employees, it's really important to take a step back and say, you know, I've been in your shoes. I understand what you're feeling. Or if you don't understand, you've never done what they do, you know, say, I can't really understand what you're going through. Help me to understand and how can I help you? And those phrases right there just mean the world of difference to an employee where someone just really says that they care. And, you know, you can be over the intercom saying, hey, we've got a meeting at, you know, 12 o'clock, everyone needs to be in their meeting time. Or you can say, hey, can't wait to see everyone at noon, you know, at our meeting in the lunchroom, see you there. Same message, same thing. Everyone knows there's a meeting at noon. It's how did you deliver it, right? Did you make it fun? Or is it like just another command? And so, you know, kind of changing people's thought processes of what's your tone like? What's your delivery like? You know, and are you having fun? Even if it's not fun, you can still have fun. What other examples of coaching have you done specifically for a scenario? I think great for people to hear specifics. I think a lot of people will probably have gone through this one way or another. So can you give us another example where you help change a tone or, or communication delivery? Yeah. So we were working and we'll see if it worked, but you know, we we're doing a process uh, with one of our clients that they have this workflow that they need to do. And they've got a quality check at the end and no one's doing the quality check. So with that happening, they're getting a lot of like callbacks, like return product and customers that aren't happy. And so I basically gave the clients a goal. I said, you know, that last quality check, you know, how many widgets to get sent back out of 10? And they were like between five and seven. I said, okay, so your goal by the time I come back in two weeks is to get that number down to two. How are you guys going to do that? And they said, oh, I said, it's just the process. It's the checklist that, you know, that you really actually go through the checklist and you're going to save a lot of time and a lot of anxiety if when you go through the checklist, you're actually checking for the quality. So it doesn't get returned. And that was, again, one of those things like, oh, it's really just, we have to go back to following our process that we've always had. And it's revisiting that. And I'm really excited to go back to this particular client to see where they're at. Because there was so many light bulbs that were going off with those managers. Like, oh, we've just fallen off track. It's kind of like weight loss, right? You know, you're getting your exercise routine, you're doing your thing and kind of fall off a little bit. And then you're like, oh, I need to regroup that and get me an accountability partner and off we go, right? It's the same thing in companies right now because the way that the pandemic kind of it hit you, right? And everyone's trying to redo everything and then business fell off and now business is booming and now we don't know what's going to be happening later on. And what I've been really coaching our clients with is if we end up going into a semi-lockdown or, you know, if we revert back, we have to go backwards a little bit, you know, if the numbers say that, and that's what the government decides, you have the infrastructure in place this time. You're prepared this time technologically, um, you know, so now you have to prepare for that scenario if it does happen. So you've, you've got to be ready for it and let your people know that, be honest, everyone's anxious about it. 
no one really knows. So be honest. And if you're honest and you're empathetic and you, you know, I understand, I, I get it. It goes a long way in retaining your talent. I think sometimes leaders have, they feel they have to put this facade up of strength, right? And, and we talk about like, it's okay to be vulnerable, right? To an extent without showing, it's not that it's bad to show weakness. I think it's okay to show just transparency and honesty because people say, you know what, that person is a real person because if you keep putting this fake facade, but you know, behind the scenes, you're, you're freaking out. Like people can, can sense that your people and your leaders can sense that. So, you know, it, it is tough. I think it's tough when you're training and you're coaching these managers, Sandy, that you have to say, how do you be honest, but still show strength? So how, how do you, when you're dealing with managers who are just, they could be at their last wit's end, right? And it's like, how do we turn this around, Sandy? So how do you pick someone up and get them through that? So uh, managers that are transparent, that are vulnerable, not weak, but I, I don't like the word weak. Um, managers that are good decision makers, they make good decisions and they stick to their decisions. So you can be vulnerable and you can be really transparent, but in the end, what people are looking for is consistency. So, you know, consistency in your message, consistency in your tone, not saying, Hey, I'm going to do this, you know, one week, and then you stick to it for a week or two, and then you go back to your old habits. So making a solid decision and getting feedback from everyone else. But in the end, the buck stops with you make the decision and stick to it. You've heard everyone's feedback. I appreciate your feedback. This is the direction we're going to go to. I'm sorry, Sally, but you know, we didn't take your idea. It was a good idea, but we're going to go in this direction. Next time we might do your idea. So it's that kind of decisiveness, being able to move forward and explain, you don't have to go through the whole, like explain everything why, but you know, just, Hey, this is why I made the decision, you know, brief overview. And if anyone has any questions, come and talk to me about it. I'll talk to you more deeply, but I think the more transparent you are, the more empathetic you are, but also the stronger you can make decisions and resolve conflicts and go after challenges, the better off you're going to be in retaining uh, your talent. These are all fabulous tips. I think sometimes I know for myself, I need to hear it multiple times. So I always get inspired after I chat with you, Sandy, you know, so how, how can someone get a hold of you, Sandy, if, you know, they're looking to just dive a little bit deeper in some of the things that you do? They can reach us at powersolutions.com. That's our website. And they can reach me personally on my email at skearney, K-E-A-R-N-E-Y at hpowersolutions.com. Or they can call the office at 617-575-9959. We'll have all your information on the show notes. Uh, looking forward to a lot more deeper discussion across this as we're really just kind of unpacking this. And I think it's new to a lot of people, but um, it's also going to be something that is, is relevant for years to come on the skills and trainings that you're doing. So thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Come. Have a great day. You too. If you have any questions and topics you'd like us to cover, email me at podcast at or message me on LinkedIn.